Hello and welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in to You Have a Cool Job, episode number 39. From Peterson's, I'm Jacqueline Walsh, and you're listening to a podcast highlighting those who took their profession in a unique direction and what they did to get there. On this week's episode of You Have a Cool Job, we're talking with author and comic book creator Dave Delachase. Dave received a bachelor's degree in broadcasting and mass media communications and a master's degree in information and design technology. Before discussing his comic book series, Holidays, I asked Dave to share about how his career began as a journalist before transitioning to his current role as director of content strategy for a private college. Originally, I had been uh, going to school. Before I I started going to school for broadcasting and communications, um, I had originally gone for, uh, or started out going for screenwriting. Um, with you know all the intention that I was going to to be a screenwriter and, and you know in my my younger days that now seems like a lifetime ago you know um, was really focused on writing and telling stories in a script type of format and uh, you know creating uh, you know luckily it was at the time of kind of like the, the digital boom uh, so uh, creating you know independent films using digital technology um, but in time that those kind of skills transitioned into a more um, journalistic interest, and uh, I became interested in in putting that craft to use uh, as a journalist. And I worked uh, for a while as a uh, newspaper journalist uh, in print, and then I uh, made the switch from print to broadcasting television, uh, where I worked as a uh, TV reporter, uh, uh, TV news anchor, uh, assignment uh, editor, um, video editor, pretty much anything that was that was uh, uh, called upon uh, in a in a newsroom, and um, from you know I did that for for probably the bulk of my adult uh, life career uh, as a journalist, and then I um, transitioned out. I had uh, we had uh, our first child uh, while I was uh, working in news, and after about a year, uh, after about his first year. Um, I kind of thought to myself that, like, boy, I really don't want to go the rest of my life with these crazy journalist uh, hours and and, <laughs> and decided that I wanted to try and put uh, all of those skills of, of writing and communications and journalism toward something that might um, be a little different and also might, might provide a little more stable uh, work hours of a family uh, growing at home. And so I started, uh, I took a job uh, after news in public relations um, at a state university, and I did that for several years. Um, And when my uh, current position opened up uh, at a private college, and uh, it was, seemed like the perfect blend. It was, uh, it took the journal, the uh, aspects of my journalism career, which was, uh, you know, interviewing and telling stories and managing assignments and who was doing what and, and that kind of news editor role uh, with everything I had learned about higher education, working at the state university, doing PR. So I kind of married those two uh, things together uh, into the, the role that, I, that I'm in now, which is, is a perfect blend. And uh, I, I enjoy it very much. It's kind of the best of both worlds for me. Dave's comic book series, Holidays, 
centers around the bar mythical holiday characters visit after work. Wondering how he manages to work full-time and continue his career as an author, I asked Dave to share about his professional journey as a writer. I never stopped um, telling uh, the creative stories. You know, harking back, I mentioned in the very beginning about going to school for screenwriting because I really wanted to tell uh, stories, and they were always in that, that uh, film and script format. Um, and then I got into journalism, which was, you know, obviously very much about telling real-life stories and real people. But even though I, you know, headed down that path and then eventually into uh, PR and content creation, I never stayed out of touch with the creative uh, passions, I guess you would say. I hate to use that word because I feel like sometimes that gets overused quite a lot. Um, but, and so I've, uh, you know, in the past however many years, um, continued to, to write and work on my craft there. I, I uh, worked with a, a talented artist named Andrew Slitsky, uh, and we had created uh, two uh, comic books, uh, well, a comic book series uh, digitally called uh, Holidays, which was a more adult-oriented uh, comic book series people could go online and, and uh, purchase digitally and read. It was all about uh, the, the bar where all the holiday characters, like uh, or mythical characters like Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy, the Easter Bunny, all go after work to drink and hang out and usually get into a bunch of uh, trouble together. And uh, so we had done uh, that uh, series together, and then we have a, uh, a uh, graphic novel uh, coming out um, that we tested the waters on in recent years uh, called Lacey and Lily about a, a uh, it's an all-ages book uh, about a middle school girl and her dog who uh, find a pair of uh, suits uh, that when they put them on, uh, give them superpowers, they naturally become superheroes. And that's uh, coming out uh, sometime in the next year. Or but I can't say too much more about that because there's contractual things there with the publisher. So I'll wait for them to make the official announcement about that. I heard Dave mention the term graphic novel, so I asked him to explain the difference between a comic book and a graphic novel. I don't think there's much. I think some people get a little too um, kind of hoity-toity about that kind of terminology. But I look at it really as though a comic book is sort of that floppy uh, type of book that you'd buy on the newsstands that, you know, is probably about like, you know, 20 pages or, or 40 pages or so. Um, and maybe it's a series, so it comes out on a regular basis. Whereas a graphic novel, of, um, it, it's kind of presented more like a book. You know, you would uh, find it as, as like, a, you know, a thick paperback type of book with maybe, you know, 140, 150 to several hundred pages, um, and it tells a complete story, whereas, a, you know, a comic book could be a short story or, like, you know, over the course of several issues be, uh, you, know, uh, you know, part one of a 12-part story, whereas a graphic novel is sort of a, a complete uh, tale uh, told all in one and presented sort of in that, that book-like format. As a newcomer to the world of comics, I wondered which came first, the text or the illustrations. Dave explains the process he uses when developing a story with his collaborator. You know, you can do it one of two ways, and, and it, um, actually I think probably more than just two ways. And different teams, I think, do it different ways. Um, uh, Andrew uh, and I have tried it different ways over the years. Uh, we've tried it where um, I've kind of given just a rough outline, 
couple paragraphs of what happens in a story and let him go nuts and draw, and then I go back and I write all the dialogue for it to be put back in. Um, personally, he prefers uh, what he calls a, a tight script, which is where I uh, write out specifically what happens. So page one, panel one. You know, Santa walks up to the bar, panel two, or, you know, page one, panel two. You know, the Easter Bunny walks up to the bar as well, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there are a lot of different ways you can do it. Some people who are um, both author and illustrators, they tend to um, do it either way too. They may write it first and then draw it, or they may draw as they go with the story in their head. Um, there's a lot of uh, well-known um, comic creators uh, teams throughout uh, the decades who have done it different ways. Sometimes they just write out a plot and then give it to the, the artist to kind of hash out the story, and then they give it back to the writer, and the writer comes up with all, with all the dialogue. So it can be, it can really be any way. I think it, it depends on what works for that particular team of people and how their uh, preferences and personalities mesh. With today's technology assisting writers in terms of distributing their work, I asked Dave to describe the process he uses for getting his work published. Well, that's, it, in today's age, there's a lot of different ways that can happen. Um, there's still the traditional route where you can go and shop things around to uh, agents, uh, literary agents, um, or publishers that are, are seeking submissions, whether it's, you know, whether it's a novel or a kid's book or a comic book, et cetera. Um, but, uh, and, and that's, that's still very much the traditional method and that still exists. There's also, um, gosh, more so than ever, we live in this era where it's, it's never been easier for to um, publish books yourself. Um, there are a myriad of, of uh, companies and distributors that have sort of opened up their doors to uh, allow authors the ability to publish through them. So even though these are, are companies that uh, usually distribute books uh, to bookstores or online retailers, they're now offering uh, options uh, for uh, publishing usually on demand, which means that uh, once the the novel or the comic or the, the book or whatever it is yeah, is approved um, by by the company, um, it's usually I guess just kind of stored um, until somebody orders a copy, and then and then a copy is created and then sent out to those people. So it uh, it cuts back on the both the distributor um, and the author from the risks of, you know, having warehouses full of books that, you know, possibly don't sell. Um, so that's certainly uh, an option these days. And then um, sometimes it's a blend of both. Sometimes you're, you know, some folks are, you know, self-publishing and they grab the attention of a, uh, of a larger publisher who wants to, uh, you know, pick up a book or a future book from, from that person or team and, uh, it goes from there, so you can sort of, uh, they, they get discovered. So I, there's a lot of different ways that it can work, and I would say that we certainly live in an era uh, where there's just multiple ways to, to kind of make those stories a reality. We'll get back to Dave's story right after this. Are you searching for the right college, grad school, or trade school to fit your needs? Or are you studying for those entrance exams you need a good score on? Peterson's has you covered. With advanced college and scholarship search functions, test prep for everything from the SAT to the MCAT to the firefighter exams, and tons of free resources on our blog, 
Peterson's helps you find, get in, and pay for school, plus much more. Visit peterson's.com today. Welcome back to You Have a Cool Job with author and comic creator Dave Delachase. Dave's an avid reader and comic book fan, so I asked him what his favorite comic book is. Oh, gosh. It's tough because I don't... Um, I read so few um, like modern comic books these days. Um, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of old uh, comics, like the 60s and the, and the 40s. Um, in fact, I wrote my master's thesis on how um, uh, comic books during World War II were actually used as a form of um, American propaganda uh, to build support for, for the war uh, and the role that the government sometimes played in some of those stories um, that were out there. So I have a real um, kind of uh, soft spot and love of uh, comics from those older eras, the 40s to the 60s. But So I don't read as much these days, but there is... Um, there is an indip- um, a smaller comic book company called Ahoy Comics, um, and they have a co- uh, comic called um, it's called The Wrong Earth, and it's just this brilliant concept that I love, and it's very funny. Um, it, it, the concept is basically, uh, um, and I'll use a well-known character that's been there for a second. What if the 1960s Batman and the like modern-day Ben Affleck Batman? switched realities, and, like, the Ben Affleck-type Batman lived in that 1960s Batman world, and the 1960s Batman lived in, like, the dark, gritty, like, real world. Um, only they do it with their characters, which is, like, like Dragonfly Man and, and Dragonfly. And it's just this really great concept because it takes all of the um, uh, all of the themes and, and all of the, the auras of, of the comics of the, the wackiness of the comics 60s and those characters and the true like do-gooder fashion and like contrasts it up against the real world and then vice versa taking the the that really dark toned character of of today's uh, comic industry and planning it in the, in the kind of the wacky 60s era. With a family and a full-time job to focus on, Dave explains how his writing routine has changed since acquiring such a busy schedule. Yeah, now it's sort of a, a when do I have a few moments? Um, you know, I mean, while it's hard to find energy to solely focus, I'd like to think that, that even in the background that your mind is always working and sometimes it may be something that hits you while you're, you know, uh, sitting, laying in bed at like three in the morning and you wake up with this thought of like, oh my gosh, that, that's what's been eluding me. That's the part of That's the part of this concept that I haven't been able to figure out or, you know, or it could be when you're sitting, you know, um, you know, in a meeting and you're talking to people about something completely unrelated, and then all of a sudden your mind has had that time to step away from the the other stuff and it hits you. Um, so, um, it, it could, those things I think are pretty common. I, I think that one thing though um, that I hear a lot of and I agree with is that you've got to you've got to try and, and write as much as you can, even when you're not feeling like it, because if anything, you might get, like, you might get the bad stuff out. Um, not everything's going to be great that you put on, put to paper, but if you, if you continue to write your, your, you know, it's kind of the, it's kind of like the law of odds, right? Like if you write enough sooner or later, something in there has got to be good. Um, so you're sort of, um, kind of filtering out, getting all of the, 
anything out, no matter what it is, even all those bad ideas or, or, or bad sentences. And, and if you keep at it, you'll you'll start to find the the stuff that you like and the, the good stuff that's that's worth holding on to. And then you, when you know in your editing process, you can obviously make the call of what's good and what's bad later. As we discussed, Dave's portfolio includes screenplays, a novel, a children's book, and a comic book series. I asked Dave to share which element of his work gives him the most personal satisfaction. It's it was probably um, so far. It's probably been the um, the children's book that I did, you know, the little lamp. It was a very um, personal um, story, a story personal um, product. Um, it was something that um, I spent you know, quite a few years working on until it was just right and uh, until I had the absolute, you know, right illustrator to go along with it uh, after it was written. Um, and it was something that just meant a lot to me to be able to tell a story of such hope and positivity uh, and to have the potential. And, and, and I'm, I'm so, I say that because I'm, I didn't know at the time, but now I'm just so grateful that it has resonated with have that it's meant so much to people um, and to hear stuff like that is is wonderful and, and it's uh, that personally is where a lot of my um, you know future focus lies I would love to do more children's books and, and more um, you know novels I, I did a novel a couple of years ago at the time I, I, I did because I wanted to do it uh, you know if I'm speaking candidly it sort of was a you know, I look back on it as sort of something that I needed to get out of my system, because when I go back and I read it now, I realize it's 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 more like it was written almost like a Dave of like 15 years ago, um, maybe even more, um, versus the kind of stuff that I would write today. It's it, that that novel, original novel, is, is very grim and sort of uh, hopeless, and that's that's just not who I am now, that might have been who, who I was at times when some of those concepts were written in my um, in my 20s. Um, but not today. Now, today, you know, in this stage of life that I'm in, I'm really interested in telling stories that lift people up, that have shined uh, hope and, and brightness for the world. Um, and I, I think that there needs to be more of that, and that's really where a lot of my focus um has gone, and I, I'm willing to admit that, that not everything that I have written in my portfolio is uh, going to be stellar, um, or that I'm going to feel the same way about it at the time it came out. I, I use that, that novel as an example all the time. Um, you know, I have another novel I've been working on, a historical fiction novel that I had hoped it might come out this year, but maybe it'll come out next year, um, that uh, really follows that pattern. It's more about people and hope and, and the hope that we find in ourselves, um, you know, and the little lamp is the same way. Um, you know, the comic stuff is a lot of fun, um, but even something like holidays um, changed, evolved over time. You know, uh, I know I'm sipping all over the place, but if I'm, I'm being candid and, and introspective here, um, you know, holidays started out uh, sort of as a, as a one-story deal, um, but we had done it just as this kind of fun one-off, like, oh, wouldn't it be great to do, like, a Christmas special, that Christmas special for grown-ups, or, you know, all the characters hang out in the bar, and they're, they're always, like, 
you know, the, the drinking and getting into trouble. And, and it was sort of like a one concept sort of thing to do this offbeat. The original concept was this offbeat Christmas special. And you go back and if you look at the the first like one to three original stories we did for holidays, they're a bit more, um, they're not raunchy, but they're like more risque and, and uh, it evolved after that into a more kind of silly, goofy, sitcom -y, you know, primetime sitcom uh, series. Uh, and I'm much more comfortable with that than, than where it started out. And it's the sort of thing where I'm totally willing to admit that, like, I felt like we missed the mark in the beginning and it took us time to find our footing. Um, if I were to go back and read, like, the first story of holidays, I might go like, ah, okay, that's all right, that's, that's okay. But it wasn't, it wasn't anything that felt sustainable. Whereas when you make it, you know, it's, you know, it was about holiday characters acting badly. Oh, they're at the bar and they're drinking and they're, you know, and they're, they're carousing and all these things. But okay, it's a funny joke, but it's not, it's not sustainable. It, you can't continue to tell great stories about that. But, but a few stories or issues in, when we started looking at it as though, like, what if this was like Cheers? What if this was like, okay, you know, a bunch of, of folks, you know, who their day jobs are the holiday characters, but now they hang out at the bar. And yeah, they drink and they get into trouble, but it's a more sitcom-y kind of trouble. And then the comedy came better, the concepts came better. And to me, the series just became um, something that I was much happier with than, than when we started out. Um, so whether it's that, looking back on that first novel that I did, uh, I, I make no allusion to the fact that, like, you know, not everything I do is, is, is great. And I don't expect it to be looked at that way, that I can certainly look back and see the flaws um, in things, but it, it helps any writer, I think, when you can look back and say, oh boy, that was pretty crappy, why did I do that, <laughs> to kind of um, take from that and, and use it as you go forward to make things more akin to what you want them to be, what, what you want to put out there in the world. Breaking into the comic book industry can be challenging for newcomers. Dave shares his advice for aspiring comic creators and authors. Stay at it. I mean, keep at it. Um, don't feel that just because something doesn't click or doesn't take off that you've failed. Um, take it. Learn from it. Keep going. If you feel excited about something, stay with it. It does not matter if, you know, um, Simon & Schuster, you know, uh, you know, doesn't pick up your novel. Um, it doesn't matter if, you know, DC and Marvel don't like your comic book concept. If you're excited about it, you still see the potential in it, stay with it and, and stay at it because that's only going to get better in time. And if it makes you happy and it fulfills you, that's what's the most important goal. And I think that sometimes people give up too easily um, if they, you know, do something and it doesn't take off. The, the knee-jerk reaction, or sometimes it's easy to, to let that darkness slip into their mind and say, like, well, I'm, uh, that's it, I'm not going to do this anymore. But if you were excited about it, hold on to that spark of excitement and, and just kind of put it in a, in a, in, in a bottle and, and let it keep shining um, so to, to push you forward. Because you know, in the end, it's, the, it, it's what you create, not necessarily uh, who it was created or, or what... 
how large a splash it, it makes. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We hope you're inspired by Dave's story to continue following your passions too. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.